0: Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I'm Tori Ritz, joined by Mike Mawson. Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year. Um, we are yeah, we're into our our second year as a as a podcast officially now. Um, not For- cal- not calendar year, but yeah, we're we're still on season one of Sellout Sports on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> do I, I? I guess on September 1st we we begin season two. That's what we'll do. Okay. But okay.
1: uh, so we'll get like a good. but we'll be about eighty episodes in probably by then. Um,
0: I'd I'd say that's that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah about eighty. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh let's just get it right into uh, the college football playoff. One of the best college football playoffs we have seen in, since its induction. So go ahead and hit that music. <laughs> Thank you for Noisy Neighbors from Alex Grohl. Find his stuff on Pixabay. That is our intro outro song. Love it. Love it every time. Yes, um, sir. And uh, you know, honestly, man, like I don't know about you. Again, like, I'm just a Grinch, but I'm I'm actually always just kinda glad when the holidays are over. I'm ready to just kinda get back to life. You know what I mean? Especially especially, you know, now that I'm not, you know, in middle school and I don't get like a whole week off, you know, like I, I don't know. Now now that like I have to work and I have to work holidays and stuff it's like can I just get back to a normal routine and you know just you know I, I, it's not like I hate Christmas. I I like seeing family, all that stuff. It's just like I don't know, once I am just ready to get back to
1: get back to the grind, I guess. I don't Yeah, know. it it does. Uh, I think we mentioned it the week in between is is this weird week where not a lot happens. A lot of sports happen. A lot of, you know, bowl game season and stuff like that, but uh it is this like weird haze. I've actually taken I had taken vacation the last two years, so this is the first year I worked in between um <laughs> i'm not I don't think I'm ever going to take a vacation in between those weeks ever again because it's just like kind of a half vacation anyway yeah say it's, it's like the it's like
0: the dumbest week to take vacation yeah. right yeah um unless you have to travel, I guess I don't know, but um. So, yeah, um, I guess part of the reason for that is I just feel like, yeah, but like I've been kind of out of it as far as sports go and, uh, you know, so I got to get back into it, you know, like, but yeah, it it was the, um, I mean, I I don't think there's really any argument. This is the best, you know, semifinal round we've had of the playoffs so far. The, the the big thing about the playoffs, the big thing that people have been saying about the playoffs is like ah, it's been blowouts anyway. So and who it's really like, cares? Who and makes... It,
1: and know. it's true. I mean, or it has been true up until this year. I mean, obviously, you think about last year's championship game, sixty-five to seven, right? Which I believe was the largest uh, you know win uh, in a in a bowl game I, un, until until uh, uh, until uh, we, something. We'll, uh,
0: yeah, that's what we call a tease. Um, so so first of all, you know uh bama made it in it looked like they were gonna slip all the way into the the championship round. i mean it was, i thought
1: bama was winning that game it, I, I really did it, it sure looked like going it, into it going yeah into it.
0: It, uh no i i mean it looked like bama was gonna win like that you know just alabama keeping things close uh you know for most of the game and then and then to to, to pull ahead you know by a touchdown and I don't know. Obviously, I mean this is this one's a classic, right? I mean it's it, it was ugly. Nobody nobody put up big stats in this game. Um, Blake Corum, you know, probably the best player of the game. Eighty three rushing yards. He had a few few key plays. Uh, I think thirty five receiving yards on a couple of big catches. Um, but but not in a you know no, nobody had like the
1: the super you know yeah explosive stats like the yeah it's uh quite the opposite of the of the other game. But um, it's one of those like ugly, quote unquote, ugly games that was fun to watch. Um, it's kind of what you expected from you're going in from Michigan and Bama too, right? I mean, physical, yeah, running game. Well, what I didn't really expect was Michigan to just dominate the line of scrimmage the way they did. I know that they have a great defense, but it's still Alabama. You still think you don't believe that they're going to get bullied at the line of scrimmage until you see it. And then when you see what five or six first half sacks and you you really see it. I mean, I was just yelling at my at my uh T V, just being like, run a screen. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we not running a screen to counter this pressure? Uh it was coming from everywhere. It was coming from the defensive line, linebackers, stun blitzes. It was it was early and it was often in the first half. Yeah,
0: uh they did not they just didn't get the ball out of Millerowe's hands, and yeah, uh, a Nick Saban coach team, you know, giving up pressure and giving up sacks like that is uh, was it five in the first half, and then five. I think we counted two more in the second. Um, yeah, Millerowe had a tough day. 116 yards passing. Uh, obviously, it didn't end well. Um, you know, uh, you yeah. know, we're, we're talking at least a half dozen uh, bad snaps, which i'll be I'll be the first to admit, so like when I was still at Framingham state and i was gonna I was gonna stay for my second year there before Casey and I moved to Vegas, like it looked like I was moving to center to to possibly start to at least compete for the starting position at d three you know and uh honestly that, that was the hardest part was like the the snap and the footwork now obviously we know a lot of people can handle it <laughs> so that you know you know what I mean so, like just you know but I will say it's like you know it's harder than you think. Um you know, but especially the 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 low ones like like to me it was always like i was it they were always left and right because I'd be stepping left and right, you know, so a lot of times it was more of a
1: um which I think if you pull quarterbacks they'd rather have that um I heard was it Dan Orlovsky, I believe saying earlier like I'd rather have it high so I can keep my oh, yeah. eyes on the everything that's going on no, it was actually Jeff Saturday, I believe that said it um earlier today, and he was like. If you're gonna snap it, snap it high, like if it's gonna be off because quarterback can still read everything in front of them. Um and yeah, like you said, the last play, obviously a, a bad snap and uh RPO play. Uh both both teams called a timeout before that play, fourth down. Uh Nick Saban said they had a good they had a good read. They had a good um play call. Michigan must have known that they called a timeout. They didn't like what Alabama lines back up, they didn't like what they had on the second um you know would be play so they called a timeout and then obviously have to run a play at that point rpo swing pass out to the running back but the pass wasn't an option because the 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 snap was <laughs> at his at milrose shin about so you had to look down as soon as you look down you're not reading the you know what's in front of you and obviously he's been facing pressure all day um he ran right up the middle. I I know you said that he kind of looked like he had a lane to the his left. Oh,
0: I mean, it's totally a second guess. Yeah. It's just like
1: it's just like but oh man, did. he
0: just ran straight forward and um, yeah. and it looked like a little bit of a lane to the left, but
1: it looked like the guard was pulling too. Yeah, um, on on the replay, I did see. It. I didn't see it initially, but I mean, what a when you're watching that game, you're like okay, like this is gonna you know come back to bite them. I mean, Bama got their first touchdown on a on a bad snap millro picked it up and handed it off but you're like this is you know obviously and it hurt them throughout the game but once it gets to overtime you're like ah, i don't know if i can trust him in, in that situation right and then the the play you need it the most it comes back to bite you And that's just get, like i mean y- you hate to see
0: a game end on you know because of a mistake more than a just a great play it's right it's like it's not it's not the way you want to see a game end and, and really like we're in January. We're in January. You We're know, January.
1: Uh, you know and again, it's Nick Saban.
0: I think some teams just, you know, l- kind of lose focus. You know, with with the long layoff. I I feel like they. I don't know. I, That's I wish a long, they could do,
1: long layoff. Too, I wish they could is. do
0: something to to get rid of the long layoff. Like I, like just push the give them give them a little uh, another buy in the regular season. I don't care. Just push the regular season a little later. I mean, is there? I'm trying to think um People logistically why the, they can't do that
1: like in mean, the new year they kind of own the new year's day market look, right? well
0: that's what i'm saying so push the regular season later so that the layoff isn't as long i don't know okay
1: okay i get what you're saying especially J- B- just so that keep the schedule keep it at january 1st and you could yeah. even have your first bowl game well it's you know it's the holidays is probably really because because you know christmas and, and new year's day fall on the same
0: yeah holiday breaks and stuff yeah. I, I mean I don't know, but it's just such a long layoff that I don't feel like you're seeing the same teams that you saw all year, right?
1: Yeah, and then there's obviously the <laughs> counterpoint there's it allows some people to get healthy, you know, if there That's is true. a if That's there true. is a big injury. So um a, a player
0: can come back, but And 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 you know, I guess generally you want to see that, but injuries are part of the game. I don't know, it's just like, you know, We've seen it so many times. Heisman winners, you know, look absolutely terrible because you know they just you know because they cooled off, they got out of their rhythm, right? You know, like and there's something to be said for the guys that are able to show up, you know, after the long layoff, right? But it's just I don't know. It seems to affect a lot of guys. I mean, because I, to my to my point, you know, Bama certainly wasn't wasn't mistake free. There's you know the uh, multiple fumbles there, the the bad snaps, and then Michigan muffs two punts, almost costs them the game. Yeah. Um, you know, in a, in a tie game in the fourth quarter, about 50 50 seconds left Alabama punts. And, uh, that's, I I can't remember is is, that's not
1: their number one receiver back there. Was it the, no, uh, it wasn't. So there, he was their main return guy for most of the year. And then, um, he got passed by the guy that muffed the punt in the first half because he was more electric. And so they had two different guys muff punts. And, and this uh, one rolls all the way to the one. But you got to give it to him. you got to give it to him to to pick it up, right? Like, he he muffed it at the five, and it rolls down to the one. And you know what? He knows he's about to get blown up. Yeah. And you, you have to be feeling so bad at that moment. Like, you know you're about to get blown up, but you have to get the ball, and you're like, shit, 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 and you pick it up. I mean, at least he, he picked it up. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's just one of those, like, you know, but I don't. And know. Maybe it's not an overlooked play, but it's just like yeah, yeah, their a, special
1: teams was bad. I mean, they they missed a kick by about fifty yards. Uh, Bama's special teams were great. Their punter pinned him. I think he averaged fifty, just over fifty yards a punt. Had a longest sixty-two.
0: Yeah, that punt itself was obviously good because it was down to about the five. You know, like yeah, yeah, Um with hang time.
1: Um. But then and then after, I don't. I don't understand what I understand what Nick Saban was doing, calling a timeout. He called a timeout. About 15 seconds left. He let the clock bleed a little bit, but whatever. Last time out, 15 seconds left. It was second down. So Michigan... or Yeah, yeah. So they need... They call a timeout. And then Michigan calls a timeout for some reason. And it wasn't explained on the broadcast. And I don't know if Jim Harbaugh said why after, but they called a timeout from their half yard line where they just needed to knee the ball again. It, they didn't have to knee the ball. If they didn't call a timeout, the clock just went to overtime. I have no idea why they called that timeout. Hmm. It's just like, you're just, I mean, we talked, we gave Miami so much shit earlier this year for, you know, running the ball when they could have just taken a knee. Yeah, That's kind yeah. of the same situation. I mean, you're, you're flirting with a safety there. That's going to end your season.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, exactly. If a D lineman, you know, I mean, <laughs> try to do the, uh, like what J- oh no, Jalen Rager tried to, uh, not Rager, Jalen Carter tried to catch the spike.
1: I saw that again. You know what I mean, like, I, I think I saw it in the NFL yesterday again, too. It's starting to oh, keep really? on a little I bit. M- yeah, I, yeah. I missed that
0: one. I didn't see it.
1: Um, so, anyway, you know,
0: but you're speaking of special, bad special teams. It's kind of funny because, like, special teams, you know, as much as I don't think either one of us like it, but it's not as big a part of the game anymore. And so, if I had to guess, coaches probably just aren't spending nearly as much time on it especially at successful programs like Michigan and Washington, right? Cuz Washington's special teams were bad in this game as well. Um Michael Penix though, uh not bad. And uh <laughs> I don't know man, uh, again, you know, I I'm going I'm going to do the quick plug again for vote for the Heisman at the end of the season, but you know, I get it. That would have that would have left uh you know, that would have left Daniels out, but
1: but uh, then but then it becomes the argument, does Jaden Daniels play in the bowl game to, I mean, meaningless No, bowl I was game. just going to say,
0: you know, it's a meaningless bowl game for him. He probably still doesn't play, but uh, let's come back to that, right, um, about the bowl games issue. Because uh, to tell you the truth, I don't even know what the hell LSU did in their bowl game. So uh, I, I'll have to look it up when we talk about it. But, but um,
1: going back to one other thing, special teams coordinator, guess who uh, Michigan's special teams coordinator is. Guess his name. Oh,
0: I I got nothing.
1: Jay Harbaugh.
0: Oh, really? Is it? I mean, it's it's. Is it their little brother, like youngest brother, or is it a? It's not a son. It's not a nephew, right? Son of Jim Harbaugh. Son of Jim Harbaugh. Oh,
1: okay. There you go. So that must be an awkward uh, family dinner, Jesus, this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, oh, you're saying that's Washington's. No, no, or, that's Michigan's. Oh, okay. Michigan's. Oh, but yeah, still an awkward, still an awkward dinner.
1: Like, okay. hey, can you can you tell uh, the punt returners to either you know actually catch the ball or? I would like, imagine.
0: I would imagine in that family, every you know dinner is is pretty awkward. A lot those, of milk uh, in that those, at that family
1: dinner, probably.
0: Um, yeah, and I and I, yeah, I I, I hope Harbaugh comes back. Where, where, where were we talking about? Like, there were a couple of actually. I said this to Jake. I said, I would love the Eagles to fire Sirianni and and hire Harbaugh after this I
1: heard him field a question about his job security. I, I saw I I didn't hear it. I read it. He said that I don't focus on those things. I was like, what are we talking about? You just brought them to the Super Bowl last year. Like, what are we, what are we doing? You're you're a crazy Philadelphia fan,
0: man. Uh, no, I'm okay with it. Get rid of him because I think he's <laughs> the coaching staff's the problem. But anyway, we're gonna come back to that. Uh, we got, yeah, (laughs) I'm putting, I'm putting a pin in a lot of things. We got to talk about Washington and Texas first.
1: Yeah. Um, Michael Penix, man, 400, four 430, two touchdowns. (laughs) I mean, 29 to 38. And it's just the difficulty of most of those throws was high. Right. I was
0: going to say, it actually could have been more because he did, I think it was third quarter. He, uh, he underthrew one of his receivers horribly. Uh, ended up with a PI call, but could have been a fifty-yard. I mean, his receiver was five yards behind. Yeah, the that's DB. the one. That's uh, the one
1: throw he missed. He might have missed a like kind of a like a drag route on third down at two, I believe. Um, so, but I mean, let, let's not you know pick him apart too much. He he was he was connecting against a good Texas defense all all night long.
0: I do. I think. Um, the offensive line for for washington too so you see a lot of like a lot of mobility out of that group um like very very good feet good footwork from what i was you know watching in that game yeah they're being you know heralded as
1: the best o line in the nation yeah and i and uh i can't really argue with that right now um which i mean that'll be a fun fun matchup that o line against you know michigan's front five
0: yeah i think that you know i i, I think it's more going to be um you know, Michigan's O-line is going to have some fun with Washington's D-line and they're going to be able to keep the ball out of Penix's hands. But yeah, I mean, that being said, they got the playmakers. I mean, Dunze, six catches, 125, Jalen Polk, five for 122. Um, And if they can give him time, then yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be funny. This this one could be a shootout if Michigan can't – if Washington can stop the run which i think should be, you know, that should be their main their main strategy and then force jj mccarthy to beat him, you know what i mean? And and, and he's going to do it on most drives, but it's just it just comes down to you know, can
1: you can you can you get a stop in michigan not get a stop, you know what i mean? So, yeah, or it comes down to if jj mccarthy throws an interception on the first play again and it just, you know, maybe that one doesn't get called back because the defender had a foot out of bounds before he and re, didn't reestablish himself in bounds. I mean, that would have been Oh, I was like at the thirty thirty five yard line. Maybe yeah, of it was Michigan. seven. It was seven seconds into the game. Literally, yep. first play of the game, and uh, you, you're like, "Oh, okay, here we go. Here comes Bama." You know, so turnovers turnovers are a big part. And when when they get called back, I mean, that's just a new lease on life that you have right there. But anyway, so. Um I don't know. So predictions for for the national championship
0: Pre- preliminary. We, obviously, we can do this again on Friday. But what what are you thinking?
1: Yeah. So the lines, um, Michigan four and a half. I don't know. Like Washington's been slept on all year long, and they are undefeated. And I don't know. They. I wasn't expecting them to beat Texas. If we're being honest with you, I I I I went zero and two in my projections in this college football playoff. So
0: and you know as much as a a guy like me hates to see it they they've got the better quarterback
1: right so this could this could come down to and their defense wasn't as bad as it's been said to be like texas is a very good offense yes it was 31 points but it wasn't glaring issues right it it was just kind of a shootout it it was just a high fast-paced game um
0: that I, I Michigan, wasn't just,
1: imp- Michigan just seems like a team of destiny to me, though I, I yeah. don't know. And I, do, I don't think I, I think it's Washington
0: uh, isn't going to match up well against Michigan's running game. I yeah. wasn't impressed with like the D tackle play.
1: From and Washington. Washington's Washington's running back got hurt, and it looks like it's a serious injury, which allowed Texas to almost <laughs> win the game. I mean, yeah. there was a minute left when the when the play con- started, when the snap, and it. I think it ended at fifty six seconds. It was just a handoff on third and whatever. And the play stopped because he got hurt. Well yeah, so Washington had to the use a timeout, timeout while, out, like, like, while they're trying to yeah. Ran him right down the field. And um that final play if he throws a dart instead of kind of lobs it up. I know he was facing pressure, but I think it's a different story. I think Texas I think that's a touchdown and Texas wins the game as long as they get the extra point.
0: Yeah. No it, it I mean that throw if it's if there's a little more on it you know yeah, he's, it's a his receivers already making a, the
1: adjustment yeah if it's a back shoulder versus yeah lob i mean hell of a play by the db to <laughs> track it down and get there but but yeah back to your question i i just think michigan's the team of destiny uh harbaugh after the game is like it's an unfair advantage i don't know if you saw that um about all the adversity <laughs> they've gone through to, yeah <laughs> we have a wee fence
0: yeah we the, the Wii fences stood up.
1: I did like I did like that. It's an unfair advantage about all the adversity that we've been through together. And we got Miles Bridges just dancing at the free throw line. Charlotte's
0: on like a 14-0 run at the end of this game, I think. Something like that.
1: Sorry, we get distracted easily here. But um you know, just a meaningless early January basketball game. Nothing better to talk about.
0: I think Washington's going to have to commit too much to stop Michigan's running game. I, I think th- I think that's where
1: we're at. And I think Penix is going to have to force the issue a bit too much and I think it might cost him.
0: Might a couple of, yeah, get end up with a couple of turnovers, yeah. right? So
1: I'll say Michigan by 10, 31-21. All right, I don't want to go too too close to you. I'm going to go Michigan 27, Washington 24. Vegas knows what it's doing. Okay. Uh,
0: so, uh, speaking of knowing what they're doing, so the committee got it right, right? I mean, we, we got, we got two good matchups out of it. That's ultimately what they're in it for is to create, you know, entertaining matchups, right? People didn't want to see Georgia and Alabama again.
1: So, yeah, they definitely got it right. Especially when you, uh, take a look at what a certain team from Florida, Florida state did this, uh, this week. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think we can really (laughs) call that Florida state, but um, i don't know man i mean georgia <laughs> was missing georgia most of the players played right but their top players didn't play brock bowers wasn't out there Their their starting tackle was supposed to yeah, be a man but t- wasn't 20
0: 20 guys opting out i mean 20 guys that, that means 20 guys that don't get starter reps or or close to starter reps i mean come on man like there's no way georgia does that to actual florida state does Georgia win? I'm, I'm
1: probably, yeah. Okay, but... Georgia wins by 40 against Florida State instead of six. No. Okay, like if we go back and Jordan Travis is in. Well, I mean, Jordan I... Travis is in. They're in the playoffs, so it's... they're not playing Georgia. That's a different – it's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Um I don't know. It, so, basically, it comes down to these questions about opt-outs, transfer portal – um, you know, if you're living under a rock, Georgia won sixty six to three and won the and sixty three to Sixty three yeah. to three and has Put some the respect new, on yeah sorry um and now has the new record for you know worst ass whooping in the college football college football playoff or any bowl game right? any
1: bowl game yep dear lord history of bowl games and there's been a lot of bowl games there's been a lot of bowl games and it's like wow that is crazy um.
0: So, you know, Kirby Smart, you know, he, he said right like he didn't he didn't even want it. He was like yeah. he was like this sucks. And to my, you know, basically what I'm saying is I like I'm a football fan. I love football. I love to just watch um but these aren't the teams that we watched all year, but these also aren't it's not like this is an it's it's an audition for next year, I guess. But all those guys that are still out there in the transfer portal are are coming in. So we're we're not really like we're not watching anything real because it's not like it's a, it's not like it's any sort of preview of next season either. I, I disagree so, with you there.
1: If a quarterback comes in, if the third string quarterback comes in and um does, has a great game and and leads them to a even if it's a meaningless game, if if he shows promise, that's He's going to get more of a leash at the very least in the I know I' game than, I know I know'm I'm, I'm,
0: I'm not saying there aren't things that you can look look at, but it's not
1: it's not a it's not a bowl game. Like it's, let's take Ohio State, for example. Devin Brown had an opportunity because Ryan Day said I'm not going out in the portal looking for a quarterback. Now they got Aaron Nolan coming in, highly recruited, um, I think he's the number two quarterback. And this next in this freshman class coming in. So it's going to be between him, another the the third string who was absolutely horrendous and is why because Devin Brown got knocked out early is why Ohio State lost um, and Aaron Nolan. So like if Devin Brown doesn't get knocked out and he plays well, there's a lot of pressure for him to start, especially with his competition being a uh, true freshman coming in, right? Like, you you don't really want to start a true freshman unless they're clearly the best option, right?
0: I, I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, it's, it's like taking Margot Robbie from a star-studded cast and like, okay, cool. You get to see what Margot Robbie can do with, you know, the middle school
1: drama club now. Like, I don't know. It just, I mean, that's not... So, with Ohio State, that's not it because you... Like, Marvin Harrison was out, but he like they had all their other weapons there. So that's like almost an NFL style offense with the weapons between Trayvon Henderson, uh, you know, uh, Abuka and, and, um, Tate, I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name now, sure. but they have, they have you know, weapons
0: plenty. Okay. So there were some games where there was an opportunity, I guess, you know, for someone like Devin Brown, um, Tate Martell
1: and, uh, Wait, what? What about Tate, Tate Martell? Martell? Another, another, just receiver for Ohio State. That's very, very good. That was playing in the game, and gotcha. There was
0: a Is Tate Martell who I'm thinking of was the quarterback at Bishop
1: Gorman when I was in Vegas?
0: So <laughs> he ended up going. Oh to wait, Texas. Tate,
1: oh yeah, you're right. Tate Martell is a quarterback. I'm thinking of a different Tate. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can't do that to me, because I because I, definitely Carnell, I was definitely. Carnell
1: Tate. Carnell Tate is okay. the receiver for Ohio State. Okay. Tate Martell. I know Tate Martell. was B- he again?
0: He played it when I lived in Vegas. He played at Bishop Gorman, and okay. I think he went to Texas Tech.
1: He he went to a Power Five for yeah, sure. He yeah, he went to a
0: Power yeah. Five. Um, and might he might have graduated by now? And I, I can't remember anymore. Um, at least I remember that much. <laughs> so, all right. So you so what what you're saying is based on what happened okay so you have an example in Ohio state and Missouri where like okay you know there was still a real football game or that's your argument anyway um but it still shouldn't have been Devin Brown it should have been it should have been McCord you know if you know if we're going by the old days right let's put it this way all this NIL stuff all these you know, these guys looking out for their for their own interests and everything like that, it, it needed to happen. Right. But it's kind of like saying, you know, cell phones needed to happen, but has it really made us, has it really made anything better? It's like, you couldn't fight it any longer. The, you know, the invention of the cell phone, the invention of the internet, whatever. It hasn't really made the world a better place though. Has it? I mean, look at humanity, right? So I don't want to get into a philosophy debate, I guess if you disagree with me, you disagree with me. I don't think that those things have made the world a better place, though. So
1: I can't envision the world without an
0: internet, Tori. I, I, I don't know. Um, I've had it most of my life too, buddy. I'm, I'm just saying, as as the as the French philosopher Rousseau would have called them, they are corrupt needs. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a dumb jock, but I'm a Renaissance man too. I can I can walk in both worlds. So yeah. So corrupt needs. Okay. So basically. This is this is progress. NIL is progress. College players taking care of themselves. That's progress. Sure. Got it. But but at the same time, it's not better for us. It's not better for the fans. Bowl games used to mean something. Now now two bowl games mean something. And then the ch- national
1: championship. The rest of these bowl games mean nothing. So I don't know. Did you watch the Pup Tart Bowl? <laughs> Did you see the live Pup Tart mascot? Um, I yeah. And did I, you see it eaten after?
0: Uh, I didn't see the pop tart get eaten. I saw I saw that it it pops out like, and the trophy actually has a holder for pop tarts.
1: Yeah, no, um, he got he got consumed after. I don't even, dude. Who played in the pop tart bowl? I don't even know I I remember the pop tart bowl, but I don't remember who played. I don't know, but I just remember the the pop tart. And there was the Cheez-It Bowl who also had a live mascot, but he said, "I'm not going to be consumed. I'm not." You cannot consume me. Can you even do that? That's, um, oh, Cheezable, um, Pop Tart Bowl, Kansas State beat NC
0: State. Wow. If you can believe it, in the Bowl, Iowa did not score.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They lost 35 to nothing, 35
0: nothing to Tennessee. Um, okay. Hang on. Uh, now I have to find the Pop Tart Bowl.
1: It was Kansas State versus, uh, NC State. Oh, okay. Yeah. UNLV lost their bowl game to Kansas. Tate Martell also went to UNLV for a quick minute. He also went to Ohio State. That's, that's where, where that's where I got confused. And then he oh, Martell did go to Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, so that's I, right. I, yeah, and then he became a receiver at the U. So too many Tates at uh, in Columbus, Ohio, for Michael to remember. So sorry about that.
0: Um. Oh LSU. Uh, okay LSU. won without without Jaden Daniels. I was uh,
1: watching some of that game. That was a uh, New Year's Day game.
0: Um. Sorry. Maybe,
1: who they who they play again? They uh, played Wisconsin.
0: They played Wisconsin. Um, I think it was New Year's Day. It was a December December thirty game. Oh, okay. It looks like
1: yeah. all these days are getting morphed together. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So basically, my proposal is, and I don't, I don't think this is anything groundbreaking, but. If they want to, if they want to change this, you don't seem to think it's as big of a problem as I do, but that Georgia, that Georgia, Florida state game is obviously my best. That's that's exhibit a for my case. And so we, so what do we do to incentivize playing the game? Well, it's about money now, right? So, I mean, it's always been about money, but now, now that you can pay the players, you can openly pay the players. So I don't know exactly what the rules are with NIL, but like, we need to, we need to Pump some of that on an aisle money into the bowl
1: games, right? Like bonuses for winning. I'm, or... I'm with that. I'm with that. But let me just ask you this question uh, Why did Georgia feel the need that they needed, like the players felt the need that they needed to play and the Florida State players didn't? You know,
0: it's kind of a. Okay, so. I think Florida State was a little demoralized for one, but I mean, you could but I mean, you could say the same for Georgia, right? Yeah, but, well, yeah, but Florida State didn't lose. So, yeah. it's a little bit more of a, like George, George, George was like, "Yeah, we fucked it up." Okay. Like, you know, Fair. but but they wanted to go out, you know, like I don't know. It's like a, there's a whole I think there's a culture there, too. Um, I think no, I, I I'm not going to argue with you there. I think Florida State kind of showed a little bit of something where that I didn't like, you know yeah, what they, I mean?
1: they took the easy road out, right? They were like, oh, poor us, poor us, poor us. I quit. <sighs>
0: it's tough, man, because, like, do I necessarily... I mean, uh, what, Christian McCaffrey sat out his senior
1: year, didn't he? Um, his bowl game? He might have been, like, one of the early waves to sit I, I think out. he was one of the first guys yeah.
0: to, to... And everyone was like, oh, man, he's sitting out a bowl game. Like, oh, he don't
1: want to play no ball. He's, yeah, he's... No, you know, I, like, like, if you're a top... If you're a top... I'm going to say... First round, second round, I might even accept it for third round. But you know, from there, if here's the
0: thing though. I actually, I kind of go the other way with it. I say if you're like a projected day three pick and you get hurt, now you might not have a fucking career. You know what I mean? Christian McCaffrey was going to get drafted whether he got hurt in that bowl game or not.
1: Yeah, but he was going to lose millions of dollars. Sure, sure. Hurt.
0: But okay, but but if again, if you're a late round pick, you might lose your chance at a like. If you're Isaiah Pacheco right now, you're going to get another contract. Running back's a bad example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But if you're a D lineman that's a a day three pick, and then you blow out a knee in the bowl game, now now you might be looking at not even getting your shot. You know what I mean? So, I can't. basically what I'm saying is both have an argument for why, hey, this is why I'm not playing the bowl game. Yeah,
1: I think risk-reward obviously is higher for, or the risk is higher for a... You know a big a top pick. So here's my question though: Is where do you draw the line? Like what yeah, if you're what, if, what
0: what if you're a stud fourth round? Uh, No 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 no. Uh, sorry, I meant where do you draw the line on? Like these guys are sitting out of bowl games, but what if you're what if you're a projected first round pick on a, you know on a five and six team, and so you know you're not going to a big bowl game, right? because this happens i
1: mean there's there's quarterbacks that, that this hap- play for crappy yeah, teams there's, this happens i mean um this has happened in power five programs yeah or sorry i i, I should say more like or not even yeah 5 and 6 or just you know they, 3 and they, 4
0: what if you're 3 what if you've lost your fourth game of the year you, you know you're a, you're a, a projected second round wide receiver out of vanderbilt or something and now you're 3 and 4 but but you're a stud wide receiver like that guy could sit out the rest of the season and I would probably
1: advise him to,
0: it's, it's, unfortunately. I mean, it, I don't know, man. It sucks. It,
1: I mean, the NIL is by game, right? I think one of, I'm not sure about that. Did one of the Boses sit out late? I, I know a Ohio State defensive lineman sat out. Like, if you have injury concerns and you're already going to be a top pick, it's different. But I, I don't know. It's it sucks because you want it. You do want to see them in the game, and if I mean, you got to play some football because we've seen. I mean, again, you know, Deshaun Watson. But if you, th-
0: um, you're not even going to remember this guy, Mike Williams for USC a, a long time ago. He petitioned, like he petitioned to be eligible for the draft. They didn't allow it, and then he ended up having to sit out an entire year because he had already declared for the draft. So he had to sit out an entire year. He still ended. The Lions ended up taking him tenth overall the next year, and he Damn. was and he was a nothing. He was a nobody. Um, but I but a lot of people would just tell you that's because he because he sat it. He he just didn't play football for almost two full years. Yeah, just like Deshaun Watson.
1: Um, so you got to play some football. No, you do. There, there has to be a balance there for sure.
0: Um, I don't know, man. It, I it, I don't like it. It's just you know. I don't even get to pretend that football is pure, I guess. You know, like you like to you like to trick yourself that you know that it's a, it's about winning and it's about, you know, it's about your teammates and all this stuff and
1: So one way if it, if we're talking just bowl games is there a way we can get play like player insurance? That's a whole different slippery slope I I feel like, but if you could say, "Hey, I'll give you your projected first round pick. If you get injured, I'll give you five hundred thousand dollars for this game.
0: I mean, is five hundred grand even really worth it? It's more right. like uh, I don't know. I Man, I feel like they should. I feel like they should pay out bonuses or something like that. Uh, um, I like that, and, and that that'll probably be cheaper than insurance, honestly. Because yeah. on a first round pick for if you yeah if you're a top 10 pick you're getting like 25
1: million guaranteed. So. And I don't know
0: if I don't know if it covers all of that contract. Again, I don't know how injury insurance works, but um yeah, but probably more like 25k, 50k per player bonuses to win the bowl game or something.
1: But then you're looking at a lot of players. I mean, in college you're your roster dressed,
0: sizes dressed players <laughs> yeah so
1: dressed scholarship players I, I don't know
0: i don't know man i but all that all that money being thrown around's got to cuz again like i mean the ratings must have sucked for these bowl games so they 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 must need to be like they must be thinking like yeah we need to infuse some
1: cash one way or another into these bowl games the ratings had to have been terrible one thing i gotta i gotta say um i was watching the arizona bowl and it was the craziest uh, we started the show with big man touchdown right with taylor decker we had the it was the craziest um look look it up while while i'm explaining it Air, arizona bowl center touchdown um it was a screen pass between at, was it toledo or wyoming was it toledo
0: Toledo loses to Wyoming. on yep. um, last second field goal. It
1: says. But uh, yeah, the there was a screen pass. I think it was Toledo. Did the screen pass? The running back drops it, and the center is right there and catches it.
0: Oh yeah! Ca- oh, I saw this. Caught the deflected pass. You and saw then... it
1: forty yard touchdown. Yeah, and I don't what I... Then they called it back. It was this crazy. <laughs> Talk about refs having a bad day. They called it a touchdown on the field, right? Mm-hmm. And then they threw it. They talked about it. They threw a flag, and they said illegal touching. And then they went to review it. And it's just like, what are you reviewing? You're reviewing yeah, your call, you, yeah? Like, you because, know, because yeah, it, you it know was the clear rule. what happened. <laughs> it took like five, like real time minutes. But it, that is the rule. You can't. You can't deflect it to... It would have to be a, either a referee or a defensive player, if my understanding is correct, to deflect it before an ineligible person is allowed to touch the ball yeah. and advance it. Um, it was a really cool play, though. But yeah, it took like five minutes, and then the ref comes back and is like, uh, after review, our, our our review is correct. The second one. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Um, you know what a p- article published December 20th, 2023 by outkick low-level college football bowl games, uh, beat major ba- college basketball. So people, uh, dude, it's religion in the South. I mean, f- I mean, football is still like the NFL is still crushing the NBA, uh, like on Christmas, for instance.
1: I mean, I watched a fair amount of, of bowl games, even, you know, knowing that it wasn't going to be the same rosters uh I watched the Duke's Mayo Bowl like I said I watched the Arizona Bowl Yeah
0: so, so this is from uh, outkick.com um oh via sportswatchmedia.com um North Carolina versus Kentucky basketball 2.397 million viewers UCLA versus Boise State in the LA Bowl 2.384 million Yeah viewers. it's
1: cuz Gronk sang the national anthem
0: <laughs> Oh is that what it is <laughs> Um there's other there's other comps though. Um so yeah, Miami Ohio versus Appalachian State 1.95 million. I mean again, this is against North Carolina and Kentucky basketball. Um So again, you know it's it's late season, but like the again, these bowl games don't really mean anything. Yeah, you you might jump up a few spots in the AP poll, but um I I don't know, man. Maybe maybe it's me. Maybe hey, maybe the problem is me. As, uh, as Taylor Swift would say, it's my favorite, it's my favorite Taylor Swift song. Contrary, contrary popular belief. I don't hate Taylor Swift. So it's a good one. And, uh, she might be trying to destroy the chiefs from the inside out anyway. So (laughs) that's the, that's the theory, right? Uh, all right, let's move on from this college football talk, But but let's, but let's not move on in a way and still, uh, destroy the refs a little bit. Lions and Cowboys. This was a fiasco. Let me, let me just ask you before we even get into the rules, right? How do you feel about, you know, they drive down on the road, so, you know, conventional wisdom says, yeah, you go for the win, right? Dan Campbell, he, he's he got his trick play that he apparently talked, he talked it over with the refs before the game, um, and it looks like it works. But anyway, how do you feel about the decision to go for two?
1: I love it. I mean, that's who Dan Campbell is he's not going to change his identity in that moment. I feel like his players know all week that they're going for two in that situation. Uh, he just has total trust in his guys. Um, it reminds you a lot of uh, Brandon Staley in his first year as a coach, where he would just be ultra aggressive. He would go for two, he would go for it all the time. And then he, he kind of got like, he started to second guess himself and he'd be like, Oh, I want to go for it now versus not. And Dan Campbell has kept that same identity. Like he, I am going for it. We are going to be aggressive. We are going to either win this game or we're going to lose this game right now. And they won it and uh it got taken away from them unfortunately.
0: I uh you know, I I'll come back to this, but I I want this matchup again. I want this matchup back in the playoffs, which yeah. which is going to be in Dallas again. Yeah, which sucks because it
1: should be in it but, should be in uh Detroit, but
0: Right. Um okay, so I I like the decision to go for two initially. And I actually like the decision to to go for two even on the second play because honestly you get a little bit more space. Like
1: I don't yeah, know, I don't, like Laporta or Brown,
0: you know. I don't know what the difference in success rates is from the two and the seven, but I'm sure honestly, I'm
1: sure it's fairly high. Honestly,
0: um, I don't know. I mean, from the seven yard line, I mean now it, it you creates, probably
1: don't have a big sample size either.
0: <laughs> um, well, no, I'm saying like just, I'm saying just, red zone plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like. You know, every individual red zone play or even if you said third and two or third and goal from the two, third and goal from the seven. Right. Or got to have it plays. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a little bit more space down there. A lot of teams don't like to run it from two yards out, you know, every once in a while, but not on a got to have it play. Right. Which is a two point conversion. Yeah. I mean, they. You see, they, like how often on 4 let's say
1: it's fourth and goal from the two. How many teams are running it? Right? Yeah. I mean, the Lions had two chance. Well, they had one at the three and a half and one at the two and they didn't run it either time. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and their identity is run run run. Yeah.
0: So, um so actually having a little more space for the passing game. So basically what I'm saying is I'm okay with going for it on fourth and goal from the seven as well. Or sorry, two point conversion from the seven as well. Um just poorly executed. Jared Goff didn't have, you know, yeah, you know, good throw to Decker or <laughs> whatever, you know, good enough, um but but not two two poor throws after that and one under pressure, sure, so anyway, but it shouldn't have mattered
1: no, doesn't it not. doesn't
0: doesn't seem like it should have mattered the so seventy um I already forgot his name skipper skipper dan skipper uh he was just playing a normal right tackle, and he was covered up by two by two players. Right, because or or at least Sewell, Sewell was like lined up at, at tight end. Yeah, it
1: was an interesting and a, a covered tight
0: end. Yeah, Sewell like,
1: was interesting. He he was like lining up as almost like an off the ball receiver, and then they motioned him back in.
0: So what I don't like is the, the the so John Perry comes on ESPN and he says it's on the player, not on the official. We watch like we watch the official, you know, like acknowledge Skipper. Because Skipper, come, so to me, that's that seems like the referee assuming, oh, you're reporting eligible, got it.
1: Yeah, because you've and done it before in this because game. He,
0: because he had done it before in the game, which he even acknowledged after the game. Right. He said it in the press pool after the game. So he thinks Skipper reported, but actually Decker was trying to report. Again, as as everyone's kind of already beaten this to death, like what's he supposed to do? Do jumping jacks in front of the ref and say, hey, I'm reporting eligible. Like, No. It's just like it should be an afterthought to the defense. They have to pay attention, right? Of course, if they're paying attention, Taylor Decker's in a fucking, like he's in like a sprinter stance. It's pretty damn obvious that he's running around. And he was
1: before. So what's not getting talked about a lot is they called a timeout before they snapped it originally. I'm not sure if Decker. um, I watched it. He didn't. He wasn't quite. I think he was actually in a two point on that one.
0: And I was I was watching him and just like only because I was looking for it, right. I was like, oh yeah, he's running a route, and it then looks I looked like he was, yeah. yeah. Um, but so then, maybe
1: that's just maybe they knew they were going to call a timeout <laughs> and they they say, hey, Decker, get on the line, and I, I don't know. The, anyway, you know, it's clear Decker's trying to get his
0: attention. They pull all three tackles, so Skipper, Sewell, and Decker all go over there. And it's clear that they were trying to create some confusion on who's going to be eligible and everything like that. You don't have a lot of time to think about it. It's not a play that you you see a lot of as a defense. So yeah, it's going to create some confusion, right? It obviously did. Decker was open. Um, but yeah, they even had Sewell split out there for a second. I like you that. Know? I don't. You don't see that. No, but he's just like a. But he's a big fella and and um. But but good feet and it's like it's a wrinkle. It's something to think about, right? Then he comes in close to the formation. Whatever. Um, but the point is, is all three of them were over there interacting with the ref to create some confusion for the defense. It,
1: it shouldn't create confusion for the official, especially at like when Dan Campbell says, and I, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just, I'm believing Dan Campbell at this point because uh, Brad Allen and the press pool after says that 70 reported eligible when it looks like Taylor Decker clearly says like something. He, he says something to the referee and he's and Brad Allen after the game saying that he didn't acknowledge it or he didn't hear it or it didn't happen when you have i mean obviously all the lions are going to say it you have Goff you have Campbell and you have Taylor Decker and it's
0: just, it's just a question of like who do you believe to me the ref looked like 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 yep i know what's going on he points at skipper and then he and then he took off yeah he didn't even and,
1: acknowledge the situation and it's apparently Dan Campbell said this to a different official before it wasn't brad allen who he had spoken to but it doesn't matter like yeah i mean they need to
0: communicate that stuff and it's like why would they like if decker didn't report ineligible then why would they have thrown it to they like they know they
1: like the the ball was going to him so they knew he had to report ineligible and all of the referees all of the officials came together the flag was thrown late right Um, it was,
0: it took took a, yeah, like we, we don't know, but it took
1: a long time for, for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman
0: to even say, Oh, there's a flag on the play. Like they were just, they were like,
1: and when that happened, they all huddled together. It wasn't one official making a call. It was, they all huddled together. So in, in this scenario, the official that Dan Campbell talked to was in that conversation right of course the huddle doesn't really matter though because the official does have to tell the defense that this guy is
0: eligible right so the fuck up is when he goes over and talks to the defense and, and tells them hey 70 has yeah, reported and eligible," then they, and then they announce it and then and then like if you're the Dallas defense you're looking at it like why the fuck would he report eligible he's not eligible so I don't even like right is that is that actually you and I we joked about this before we came on that, that that's like a Belichick thing. Is that what Belichick used to do where he'd have a guy report eligible and then line up in an ineligible position? Oh, yeah. Uh, Is that
1: what they used to do? McAfee said that they did that no less than like 15 times a game against the Colts. They oh. would literally, the, it would become white noise. Right. And so, so for the one time, and then Mike Rabel
0: comes in and catches a touchdown. Exactly. Like, yeah. I got you. Um, <laughs>
1: okay. I wonder why I, I'm kind of surprised they never made that illegal, honestly. And, but. and, that's what I, I want to touch on, Belichick. You mentioned that it's Dan Campbell is getting a lot of shit from a lot of people and he's saying, you know, this is you're trying to be too cute. You're trying to. It's just like this is a confusing situation as is. You shouldn't confuse the referee. No, the referee should be able to handle when a grown man says, "Hey, I'm eligible," and report that. You shouldn't assume that the guy running on the field because who, he did it earlier in the game. Yeah, is is eligible and. I feel, if, like, and I, if it was Belichick that did this, everyone would be praising Belichick, and they would be all like, "There, pl- trust me, there are plenty of people on the referees as it should be." But if it was Belichick, he would not get any of the flack about, "Oh, like you're disguising this too much." He'd be like, "Oh, Belichick's a genius. Look at what he's doing. You know, he's one step ahead of everyone else in the NFL." It's like, no, that was a smart play by the Lions to confuse <laughs> the Cowboys. It just confused the referees too, which is unfortunate.
0: No, it's what, it, and I, I think, I feel like that's an indictment on um, Brad, sorry, Brad Allen, yeah, on Brad Allen when he admits, yes, so that player had checked in multiple times already in the game. Exactly, it's I like, couldn't agree to, more. To me, I feel like, yeah, Jesus, you wouldn't put him on the stand in court because <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like he just gave himself up, like, like, oh, that's why I acknowledged him, but I didn't acknowledge Decker. It was like. Like dude, again, they're not supposed to like scream at you yeah. and, and have to and wait, you know, light themselves on fire in front of, you know, ten yards from the defense. Like like no, like if three guys want to come over and, and, and talk and create a little bit of confusion, that's whatever, it's part of the game. Um, I don't know. Ultimately <laughs> what I think did the Cowboys have any timeouts left? You know, they would have had twenty I think they did. They yeah. would have had twenty three seconds left to and the way C D was playing. Um they might and the way their kicker is kicking. Um, sorry, Aubrey. Aubrey's the kicker, yeah, right? Yeah. Um the way the way that kid's kicking, um I say kid, but he's like he's like 29-30, right? Um he was But he's a, a rookie though. But he's a rookie. And so maybe the Cowboys would have won anyway. It's just
1: unfortunate. Kind of, you know, kind of robbed of a cool ending again, you know. Um, so, in this scenario, say there's 2 seconds left instead of 23. Do you think the NFL overturns that?
0: no because they, they would, wouldn't
1: admit their mistake no
0: right? because then they would just be even though they kind of did because they took his crew off the playoffs which at, at least at least they did that yeah give the nfl some credit here because i think they acknowledge there's been a fuck up i think and i i think i think taking them off the playoff game acknowledges the fuck up without acknowledging it right um but at least there's some accountability now right There's a little
1: bit because we they've haven't, been, they've been. Little, I haven't seen that too many times. I think I've, you know, I think we've heard of it a couple of times. You know, they've been talking about the r- officials this year, but they've they've talked about them for a couple years now. But it seems like there is a little bit of tangible evidence that they're starting to actually change some things.
0: Starting to hear the fans like, "Hey, enough's enough." So, um, so I guess you know, I'll give the NFL uh, a modicum of credit for that for for downgrading the officiating crew that. That screwed this one up. I don't. I don't know if they screwed anything else up in that game. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, Mike McCarthy. I actually kind of like this in a way. I like. I think the Lions are the kind of team where this keeps them hungry. You know. You know what I mean. I feel like, like yeah, Dan Campbell's an us everybody mentality. The, yeah. You know what I mean. I. I think. I think this actually keeps them a little bit pissed off. Um, it's unfortunate they have to go back and play in Dallas again after playing so well in Dallas. Who do they play this week? Um, I don't think it matters. Like, it doesn't are, matter for are, them. Uh, hang on. Are they locked into the... Hang on. I, I had the standing... Here it is. E- yeah. Shit. I don't... How does that work? Yeah,
1: I know. It's it's so many moving parts at this point. What, what does the Z mean? Hang on. Z means they have... Clinched, clinched division. division, yeah. Okay, so if they've
0: clinched the division, they're they're locked into the three seed. Oh, yeah. well, of course, they could be okay, they sorry, they could be the two seed if Dallas loses and um and they win. Uh because they're both tied at eleven and five right now. So who who do the Lions play this week? Because it's now yeah, these games these games do matter. Um They're they're playing the Vikings. They're playing the Vikings. Home at versus home. the Vikings. Yeah. Vikings technically have something to play for technically aren't eliminated their their odds are are massive to make the playoffs but
1: so yeah um I think they need like ties and all kinds of sort of I don't know. funky stuff I
0: kind of I kind of hope we end up just with the per, just with the rematch of that game
1: yeah and no, e-
0: even in Dallas whatever even though like Dallas plays very well at home uh, but they didn't have this level of competition so I'd kinda like to just see this game again. Let's just let's just run it back in yeah. a couple of weeks, right? I am I am so down. Or three weeks, I guess it would be. The um but yeah, because the Lions would have to beat the Probably the Rams, right? Uh it looks like, right? Which yeah, that'll Matthew be a fun Stafford, one. Too. Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the Stafford goff game. Um the Bucks will beat the Eagles <laughs> and then the forty nine and the forty niners will be waiting for the winner of that one. So there we go. Um, that's my prediction for the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, distru- eviscerate the Eagles. In a minute. Eagles. But, uh, yeah. But, le- but really let's talk about the Ravens because I think, you know, I'm on the bandwagon at this point. I, I mean, really like, I, I am not, um, going to make an argument against Lamar for MVP. The more I look at it. I love it because he has, what, like 3,600 passing yards, which is like nowhere near – I think he's 14th in the NFL in passing yards right now. So how can a guy like me not love that? And he hasn't rushed for 1,000 yards. So, it again, it's it's one of those like being more than the sum of your parts thing. The other thing, he only has seven interceptions this year. He did have issues with fumbles earlier in the year, but in the last seven games only one fumble can't remember if that was a lost fumble obviously that matters to a certain degree um but he but he hasn't been turning the ball over either and so it's it's really no secret why are the ravens winning right even the even the ravens losses are all you know late game losses this is a this is a good football team very good football um, team um don't also you watch against a team like the dolphins you know the 49ers as well right but but these last two weeks like The addition of a guy like Roquan Smith, I think, is that that's a big part of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, between him and Patrick Queen, the secondary is very good. It's just, I think Clowney has been, has had a resurgence. Uh, The
0: the defense has forced eight turnovers in the last two games against two of the best offenses in the
1: NFL, two of the best teams, period, in the NFL. I'd say they are the. Two best offenses in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you could, you could throw the Cowboys in there. Cowboys you could, at home. But yeah. yeah <laughs> you, you know, you, you could throw the Bills in there. It's certainly not the Chiefs this year. So, yeah. I mean, like, like who else is it, right? And the Ravens have dominated both of them. Embarrassed.
1: And, and one at home, one on the road. Literally embarrassed um, Brock Purdy and embarrassed the Dolphins as a whole.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just like who, who's, so can they keep this up? Can they keep up that? that rate of of forcing turnovers or will it level off a little bit? I think it'll level off a little bit, but if it doesn't, you're looking at your Super Bowl champs. Yeah, if, that's
1: I I don't know if people are expecting them to continue to, you know, force four turnovers a game. That that's a lot. Um especially coming into the playoffs against better competition, but if they can force two turnovers with the way, way Lamar is playing and if Lamar is still like you said holding on to the ball, um I don't know how you're beating them. They're they're physical. They're beating people up on both sides of the ball. Gus Edwards it's, is running hard. Yeah. He had a fumble though. You have to you know, you have to take care of the ball. So Lamar's taking care of the ball. We need uh the people they need the people that they're handing it off to and, and giving the ball to an open space to hold on to the ball as I well. Mean,
0: Lamar needs to take care of himself. Yeah. Right. Um there was one on, Like a third and 25, and he was like 30 eight yards. Yeah, yeah, he was like eight yards short, and he like tried to cut back inside.
1: And it's like, I know you're Lamar Jackson, dude, but come on, it's, <laughs> like,
0: please don't get hurt right because I'm rooting for him. Now. It's the beauty, you know? too, because like, like
1: last week he does that against the Niners, and he, it's a host call and it's a touchdown, right? So yeah. it's like, it's the give and take. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but I to, think they
0: were they were. I think they were up 35-13 at that point. Maybe it was 28-13, but they were up. It was like But you have
1: to remember the Dolphins came back last year down 21 against them in the fourth quarter. Uh That's true, isn't it? And they were down. The only reason I knew that is cuz uh, I was watching the game and they said it was 22 and and the Dolphins were driving. Yeah, yeah. As as the third so turned into the fourth. That's
0: true. That's fair. That's fair. Um Ravens look like a juggernaut right now. Do I think I mean, they got the Steelers this week. It's the kind of game where a couple of guys can get banged
1: up, you yeah, know, in division game, yeah. you know, like Steelers got, are still playing for something.
0: Steelers are still playing for a playoff spot themselves. I mean, I would like Ty- Tyler Huntley's a capable backup by the way. So if like if it Lamar, is. but you know, this is actually, um, this is another good debate, right? Like we just talked about sitting out ball games because of potential injury. What about the, you know, you're about to have the buy. So, you know, how long can you really sit guys? Right. You're, you're going to have the buy. We saw, I mean, look, look, at the, uh, look at the MLB playoffs this year, right? Like guys get out of rhythm. Obviously we're crossing sports here. It's not a perfect analogy, but
1: there's something to be said for being in your rhythm, right? There absolutely is. This goes right back to the preseason for me. I think we, one of my, our first shows that we recorded, we talked about a Julian Edelman talking about, no, I'm, I'm very much an advocate for playing in the preseason as a veteran. There's, there has to we have to get into the flow and dress rehearsal yeah dress rehearsal when, for the season know, when
0: do i eat my power bar when do i take a shit when do, like all that stuff
1: yeah like, so you're 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 in the routine so it's a little bit different by the end of the year but you want to still have that routine the patriots would do this all the time when they had locked up position i think it's call me you know it's what i grew up around so i think it's the right thing to do it it obviously uh Led to a lot of success for them. Play about a half. Play a half.
0: You know, and I was, and that was what I was going to say coming into the show. And now, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, but but is it also a mentality thing? Where
1: you, if you come into this game. Knowing like, you're coming out at halftime. Uh,
0: and, and, and maybe you don't even tell your players that. I don't like, think you do. And it's tough, right? But, yeah, you want them to. So, basically, you want them to treat this week like a week like per- a normal week preparing yeah. preparing to go out there and win because we don't want our division rival
1: Steelers in the playoffs right like and also that's when you get hurt when you're not playing at 100%
0: yeah so you definitely exactly so you don't tell them you don't tell them you're coming out in you know at halftime you don't tell them any of that shit you just say you just, you don't don't even say a fucking word just say this is a normal week because you have the week off after that you know you know what i mean like right. I, and I, I don't know, like as far as approaching bye weeks, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that stuff. But I think this week, you you just got to go out there and yeah, do you take them out at halftime? I guess, but it's like, but
1: and you know, you know I know why we don't know. Because the media doesn't have access, right? Like they're they're away from the bu- they're in the building, but they're, there's no access to them, so we don't know what goes on in bye weeks.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough, man. I, I feel like you would
1: just like. I mean do you, and sure do you scrimmage do you I'm sure there's so many different philosophies like I'm sure it it ranges from A to Z throughout the league between the new age coaches and somebody like Mike Tomlin or or Bill Belichick or John Harbaugh you know
0: I don't know, this is one of the, like, I, I feel like this is one of the, like the greatest riddles in sports honestly like how do you how do you stay sharp when you've earned <laughs> the onesie when you've earned the right to not play for a few days or Aaron Rodgers or for was a whole talking
1: week. about it too he's like it's this whole media build-up thing like that you're screwed either way right like you play somebody and they get hurt like obviously the the ideal outcome is you play somebody they don't get hurt and then you look good the next week but if you play somebody they get hurt you're the media scrutinizing you for playing them or
0: even if you play somebody and they quote-unquote don't get hurt but somebody like Lamar Jackson you know actually has like a thigh contusion that he, that they didn't report right? Like, like oh but why does he look slow You know, or like, you don't play them and they look rusty and then right? they look rusty and shitty exactly it's it's crazy man it a it's, a conundrum. Like, it's like you'd almost rather be that two seed and just play your way in sometimes yeah I, I mean I kind of almost would want that like to, to a certain degree because the, the way they're playing this, right now the way they're playing right now it's we, like do you want to stop Like,
1: yeah exactly I mean this is exactly how 2019 worked Lamar wins MVP Ravens are the number one seed and then they lose first round and i'm just I'm just afraid they are gonna cool off and they're gonna the, you know
0: what I mean I, I would I would hate to see it because I, I like the way they're playing. I like the fact that
1: Lamar doesn't have and that's another, enormous
0: flashy stats and that's you know? another like,
1: reason for playing this week. Maybe they cool off in the first half of the game against the Steelers and you get that dud out of the way. Well, yeah,
0: but then people say like, oh, it fucked with their confidence, you know, like because <laughs> yeah. it is a division rival, right? So a
1: division rival can can mess you up, you know, like you the, just have to have the mental fortitude to be able to put that aside and be like, okay, guys, we were bound, we, you know, we were playing great. We were bound to, you know, regress a little bit. Now this is proving that we have a long way to go. And then you, you run that. This is one of those. To me, this is crazy because like. I have an answer for everything. Yeah, no, like, you can go a hundred different ways. I've
0: like, but but like you and I debate everything. Like, how often do I say, "Yeah, I don't have the answer." This one, I don't know. I don't know the right answer. I don't know what the right thing to yeah. do
1: is. And I don't think a lot of people do.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. I I don't know how you handle this one. I don't know if you scrimmage each other and then risk injury that way. Like it's just, it, but those, but even then, the bullets aren't live. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's like nobody's gonna go low on a guy or you know. Or, right. or, or, like you said, you know, you now you're now you're worried about hurting your teammates, so you're not playing hundred percent. You get yourself hurt. You're just not doing the things that you were, yeah, that you're used to doing. I don't know, man. Uh, it, it, I'm all over the place with it. Um, but talking about mentality, Jesus Christ, the uh, so much for the wake up call theory with the Eagles. Yeah, we
1: were both the wrong drive. about that, huh? <sighs> man. We we're, um, we were both begging for it.
0: But I, but I, but I give me this though. I told you and Jake. I said like around week five or six, I was like, I, "There's just something about this team." It's like, like I, doesn't like it doesn't, yeah, I it doesn't you were feel just right. Your
1: pessimistic self, nah,
0: man. I, like I called this. One. I'm telling you, they never did the little things. It's Josh Sweat jumping off sides in critical situations, and they, yeah, and they they bailed them out on it a million times, right? It's the slow starts. It's the, I mean, even down to the tush push. Like I feel like the tush push became like. It made them feel invincible, you know. Like, and I and I was hoping that it would like blow up in Sirianni's face, you know. Like, and they would they wouldn't get one, you know. Again, I was in hoping. It would moment, ha- yeah, yeah, and I was hoping it would happen in the regular season, so they'd be like, "Oh, maybe we should just focus on getting first downs in the first three downs, like everyone else." I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, uh, I'm really, you know, as an Eagles fan, I'm really frustrated. You can't lose games to the Cardinals. You can't lose games to fucking Kyler Murray.
1: Hey, you know, like you know, know. who else lost to. I don't even think it was. It wasn't even Colin Murray. But you know who else lost to the Cardinals? Oh, the Cowboys. The yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Wait,
0: that was that was to the Josh, Josh bleh, to the Josh Dobbs Pastor Cardinals. Nott, the, yeah. That was to the Pasternak Cardinals. Man, those were good days. Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Does, it? it does. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: like, um, Josh Dobbs has been starting and benched like six times in between. <laughs> and I was, I
0: know. Um. I'm probably going to be wrong about this. I, I think the, whoever wins the NFC South is going to knock the Eagles out in the first round. I don't this think like,
1: so. Unless the Bucks could, and the Bucks are, I think, are the team that are going to that will win the NFC South. But the Falcons are not beating the Eagles, and neither are the Saints. That's just not happening. I know you're low on them, and I'm not. I'm not high on the Eagles either, but. I don't think there's a lot of
0: teams. The way the Eagles are playing right now, I don't think there's a lot of teams that the Eagles beat. The way that the like they are so. I mean, this is the this is my the antithesis of me, right? It's like this is a team that is less than the sum of its parts. This is this is the Celtics for the last five years. This is, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's teams that like don't reach their potential. And that's the Eagles, because this is one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, maybe the most talented roster in the NFL. And they're poorly coached, and by being poorly coached, they are undisciplined, they make stupid mistakes, Uh, Jalen Hurts is turning the ball over left and right now.
1: Yeah, but at least you have Julio Jones catching two touchdown passes. Yeah,
0: those (laughs) (laughs) fucking blast from the past, right? Maybe they should have signed Zach Hurts, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I, I just, but I, I've seen it all year. I've seen it all year from the Eagles. Even that, even that decisive win over the Dolphins. Really, it was like, I mean, it was a horribly officiated game, that in in the favor of the Eagles, right? So, for the most part, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm out on the Eagles. I I could see the Eagles losing a division game this week against the Giants. Actually, do the Eagles have anything to play for this week? I'm not sure, but
1: I I just couldn't believe um, the time of possession difference the cardinals just would not give the ball to the eagles it was 39 almost 40 minutes I 39, mean, you don't 39, see 39 that. 39 to 2021 20, like 40 to 20 almost double the amount of time time of possession cardinals ran for something stupid like oh like 225 or something on the on the eagles yeah, 2, 221 card uh james connor had a had a and murray only had like day. 25 was, yards, yeah murray yeah. yeah it wasn't and like you said, uh, twenty-two and twenty-one were the longest runs by Michael Carter and, and so it's James not Conner. all in one big chunk play. Yeah.
0: So the the thing is, is yeah. So the Eagles could always stop the run. The Eagles were <laughs> so nasty against the run at the beginning of the year, right? Like I've seen games where Jordan Davis looked like absolute dog shit, just out of shape.
1: I saw James um, Conner just run over Hassan Reddick on Hassan Reddick is terrible against the run on Sunday. He's, he made him look like a child. The Eagles' defensive ends
0: are. I, I think. I think teams are figuring that out. Is that they're on the edge. They're terrible against the run, and then obviously they don't have the linebackers to plug behind it either. The Eagles. The Eagles need a two touchdown lead basically, and then they can tee off on you. But it used to be they would. You know, they would in a zero zero game. Yeah, they'll stuff the run on yeah, first and second and down and create
1: their chances on third. Yeah,
0: you end. know, and and they're not doing that now. So. Um without without like a ton of injuries on defense it's just it's just they're just not good you know it's just not a good football team all around um stupid question eagles obviously have something to play for they have a division title to play for if the cowboys were to lose to the commanders um so so that's a dumb question but and then they would be the two seed i don't know who they i don't know if they have the tie break over the lions um so i don't know i don't know how that works but they would either be the two or the three seed they'd be they'd be hosting a playoff
1: game obviously so that the two seeds are really interesting in both conferences because the bills have a chance to get the two seeds sunday night and if they lose they have a chance to miss the playoff yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep so um that's yeah that's the afc playoff picture for you right
1: yeah seriously <laughs> um we'll touch more on that next episode but just just crazy. oh yeah
0: the playoff scenarios are all over the place so what, i think yeah we we save that for friday for sure um but hey you know in honor of uh hey betting is coming to us let's see um well today's win- so next thursday next yep. thursday we'll be able to legally gamble on on the apps here in vermont and so i w- like I, I did it like Two or three times where I like went over the border and and put my bets in or whatever. And uh, so I did it a few more times than you. (laughs) I I won't have to do that. But so just taking a look at uh, futures for now, right? Uh, We we could take take a look at individual games as they come once we're actually able to bet them. But taking a look at the futures, it's interesting. Obviously, the competition in the NFC isn't as stiff. But yeah, so the Niners are at plus 220, still the Super Bowl favorites over the Ravens at plus 300. I already mentioned the value on the Browns. They were plus 3,000 when we were watching the game. They moved. Then it. they won and they and they bumped them down to plus 3,500. <laughs> uh, I like the value on the Browns. Yeah, man. that's
1: great value. And then, five to one.
0: And then, again, this is just like something I've always done. You know, like when you have a good quarterback and on a bad team, who the hell knows, right? So the Bucks plus 12,000, shit. <laughs> like, why not, right? Like, you know, 10 bucks, whatever. That's <laughs> why not. Um, I did that one year with the re- at the beginning of the season, but the Falcons were coming off a shit year, where Matt Ryan got hurt or whatever. And so the Falcons were like 50 to 1 to make the Super Bowl, and I put I put 10 bucks on them. And then I hedged it like and but so I ended up getting I was up like 250 off of it. I wish know? I had
1: my uh I wish I pulled the trigger and and bet Ravens Super Bowl preseason. I think it was eighteen to one when I when I called it, and, and
0: you were and you were saying it, you were saying it. I will uh, I'll vouch for you there. Speaking of Ravens um, again, uh, so at this point, you know, we talked about Lamar's locked up MVP. I I don't think it should be this decisive at this stage. I agree. I don't I don't have any problem. Like I'm not going to complain if Lamar's the MVP again. Like I I like it. His numbers his numbers on paper aren't insane. Uh, he's 14th in passing yardage. Completion percentage is like 67.9, which is great. Um, but 24 and seven is you know his uh, touchdown to interception ratio. But you know the t- the touchdowns aren't off the charts either. It's only a five rushing touchdowns, so yeah. 29 total touchdowns. But again, this is more than some of its parts, right? He what he does for that team, the rest of that team. Um, yeah. So I'm okay with it. That being said. It wasn't really that it wasn't this decisive, and so in a year like this, I think my vote, just out of principle more than anything else, would have gone to a non-quarterback because it's almost it's like even for me, it's it's almost a quarterback any year. But this year, I think I would have been you know you'd be justified in voting for Christian McCaffrey.
1: I think you would. Um, my problem with the he's 200 to one to win MVP as of this recording. It's just becoming a recency biased award. It's it's a lot of what the Heisman is. Uh, who's the best player on one of the best teams? Typically, obviously, because Jane Daniels won it this year. Who's the best player on one of the best teams that had the blast, the best last three weeks of the regular season?
0: Yeah, because he goes eighteen for twenty one, over
1: three hundred and five touchdowns. It's like, what, what? And, and he, you know, yeah, okay, but it's just like. We saw Brock Purdy move to become the favorite after uh, a few weeks ago, after their primetime game, and it's just like, why? Why is the the market moving so much? Like, again, like when I when I talked about my Heisman voting, like consistency matters a lot for me. It's the same with the MVP. Lamar's been consistent. Don't get me wrong, and that's why the Ravens are thirteen and three. But So,
0: so hang on, hang on. So you're saying that an entire body of work over a season should count towards, you
1: know, being selected for things yes where are we going with this
0: you know where i'm going with
1: this <laughs> regular season is is what you just said yeah
0: yeah so no so I, i'm just i'm just going back to the florida state thing that's all that's all i'm saying but cuz i agree with you your entire body of work should count that's all you 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 just said it yourself recency bias is
1: a problem right so Okay, I'm talking about one specific player versus a whole team where Okay, so okay, so your so your whole body
0: of work as a team shouldn't shouldn't count in a in a playoff selection committee. Not, situation? not, when,
1: not when your team changes at quarterback. Uh, and and you've shown regression, right? Like it should it should matter when you've shown regression as the year goes on with other players in in a new role now and you're less capable and you're just not as talented I, as the season goes on. But I'm, I'm just saying about, there's
0: a little bit of an in- inconsistency in what fair. you said.
1: That being said, college
0: football playoff was good. You and I agree on this. The The entire body of
1: work is not being weighed enough. Yeah. It, it has become um, like, oh, let's just see who's the best player in the last four weeks. That's and not, his team is 13 and three. Yeah, so and let's, that's not to take away from Lamar. He's been good all year, but he's put up crazy numbers these past few weeks, and now he's the darling. It's just like, Let's let's show some love for Christian McCaffrey, who's done it all. He is. Fa- I mean, he got injured this this week, so he only had like eighty scrimmage yards and a half. I mean, I, I say that kind of facetiously because, like, he it, it was. I mean, again, back to Dak
0: Prescott, who I think is is he second in the MVP voting? He is, I think yeah, it, eighteen it, wait, to one. Yeah, yep. he's like you know miles away, but um, but his numbers 4,237 yards, good for fourth in the league. 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions.
1: Yeah, he Uh, leads the league in
0: touchdown passes. And his QBR... Let's see. uh, Where's... So, Lamar's QBR... Third in completion percentage. Lamar's QBR is 65.3, which is, you know, not... uh, Let's see. It's fourth. So, QBR, Purdy, and Prescott... I want to find out exactly how QBR is is calculated. QB rating is bullshit, so who cares? But... Um, but QBR actually does seem to be a pretty good measure, except you have Justin Herbert at fifth, but I don't know. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not being fair to him, but like, we'd have to look at it. Um, so Purdy is first at 72.7 Prescott's 70.5, but yeah, the 32 to eight, uh, touchdown interception ratio for Prescott. Prescott should probably be considered like, if you're a guy that's just like, it's always quarterback. It's like, okay. Prescott is measuring up against Jackson then. And so is Purdy. Purdy, like, two years point about recency bias. Yeah, just one bad game. Purdy had a terrible game against the Ravens. Yeah, Yeah, bad's an understatement. (laughs) Um, But without, you know, take away two of those interceptions, which because a couple of those aren't his fault, um, because I'll even give that benefit of the doubt to Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, he's got 14, but he's really got, like, 10 or 11,
1: right? You know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, I mean a um, couple of drops have just fallen right into defenders' hands.
0: Sure, sure. So, and and as we've talked about, guys have run the wrong route. It looks like, or yeah. they ran the route the wrong way, or just miscommunication, which could be on him too. You know, maybe he's not the leader that we thought he was. You know, but this isn't about Patrick Mahomes right now. So it's just to to have Lamar Jackson at uh, two hundred to one to win the MVP is a little is a little, a little excessive.
1: Steep. Yeah, a little steep. Um. Again, I have no problems with him winning it. And if you bet that, I hate you. Just so it's known, I hate people that bet those odds. I love. There's nothing that brings me more. Oh, there's joy nothing better than when somebody loses that. Somebody, bet. somebody puts a hundred thousand dollars to win four thousand and they lose. <laughs> just like you're an idiot. Yeah. Um. So anyway, with all of that being
0: said, the de facto real best offensive player, uh, offensive player of the year. Um, so McCaffrey's the favorite at minus 175. Tyree Hill, pretty distant second at plus 300. Um, obviously, this was a lot
1: closer not too long ago. Yeah, uh, was, Hill was actually probably the favorite for quite a while. Yeah, missed a game. And uh, he's, I mean, even this week, he got banged up a little bit. Um, well, this,
0: been- this is kind of my point, man. This is what I'm saying. Like, it, again, it might come back down to the Chiefs still won that trade. I mean. It didn't look like that when it was like, oh, Tyree Kill's going to have two thousand yards this season, well, and I guess he still could, you know, <laughs> like, right? He, like, well, he needs like two two forty three, I think two forty three, yeah, yeah. Um, or it might be two sixty three. You might be right. Um, so it could still happen, but I know what? Yeah, what if Tyree Kill goes off for two sixty three and three touchdowns and helps the Dolphins win the division? <laughs> like, doesn't that get him back into the MVP conversation? I think it does, yeah. Like, I don't know. So this whole thing's crazy. Um Defensive Player of the Year, Garrett uh, Miles Garrett is at minus two forty, and uh, Micah Parsons at plus two fifty. So Garrett's looking good there. Um, he's got fourteen sacks. TJ Watt is seventeen. Somebody yeah, else had seventeen as well. Miles Garrett's um, pressures are just
1: insane.
0: Yeah, uh, and again, I'm I'm not making any argument against Garrett because yeah. he uh, he obviously. The pressure and also just how he impacts game plans. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just
1: interesting. It's actually it's a good thing. It's
0: like it's not just pure stats have affected you
1: know the. Um, yeah, he- you're not going with the sack leader, or the interception leader. Like, uh, I'm wondering where uh, is Bland on this at all. I'm wondering with his pick sixes. Again, recency bias, right? He hasn't had one in a few weeks, but he has the NFL record for pick sixes in a season. You think he would be?
0: I have it up. Um, defensive play of the year. Yep, he's yeah, he's at uh two hundred to one. <laughs> <laughs> like come on, he, he has the most inner- well he, well so he's ninth on the list. Okay. So, uh, Top, okay, it's Garrett, Parsons, Watt, Crosby, Bosa, Hunter, uh, Josh Allen, Jacksonville. So he's actually he's the second player who's not a pass rusher because Roquan Swift is uh above him. That's wow. it. But the the rest of those guys are edge rushers. Okay. And then um Jalen Carter's actually 12th on Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, he and Chris Jones are both at 250-1. to one. Jeez. Um, and I definitely don't agree with that. Jalen Carter uh, looked good,
1: especially of, earlier in the year. A um, lot of that is just, like, uh, name value once you get to that kind of No, level.
0: and he had a fantastic start to the year.
1: Yeah. And making plays that,
0: like, D-linemen aren't supposed to make, like, tackles downfield you and stuff like that. You get what I'm like saying, that. though, right? Like,
1: oh, mm-hmm. like... I know this name on defense, so like people will like actually bet it, and then that kind of lifts them up. Yeah, in the- yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, let's see. So
0: on to yeah. So offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud looks like he's gonna um, win yeah, that minus one. Twelve hundred. 1200. Minus twelve hundred, 1200. and this is where like the quarterback bias bothers me a little bit.
1: Puka Nakua's season has been phenomenal. Hundred and one catches over fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, talk about record breakers. Uh, he's seventeen yards away from breaking the rookie rec- receiving yards yeah, and, record, and he
0: was and in a sixteen game season, he was only seventeen yeah, yards 17 away. Yeah, seventeen yards off. Um, he's been he's been fantastic. Um, I don't. I, again, I I
1: just don't think that this should automatically be the best rookie quarterback
0: every year. You know? Also,
1: I think it should hold some value that he's a fifth round pick, too. Like. Uh
0: no, I don't think that should. No, it's it's because it's it's just merit based That's on, fair. on this award, That's um, fair. like it really really the GM gets credit for. Hey, look what look what I did with a fifth round pick, right? You true, know, true. so um, and sometimes that does happen where they get a little bit of a bias where like,
1: hey, he was a lower round pick. Like if it was, well, I think the Brock Brock Purdy got a bump earlier this year, you know, because of that.
0: Oh, true. I, I, and what I'm saying is, it let's say Pukunakua, or let's say a fifth round quarterback had similar. Um, Similar statistical performance, C.J. Stroud, you'd probably give him the bump over. Yeah, it becomes a shouldn't. narrative. It becomes I don't think you should. Yeah. Right?
1: and then the narrative is kind of can influence votes. People really like pe- people like the underdog,
0: right? Um, but yeah, in this case, it, it has nothing to do with his draft stock. I I just think in that offense, like yeah, that you know they 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 commit to the running game, but Kieran Williams isn't exactly um well yeah he, he's been out for four games first of all yeah he's
1: still what third or fourth um, in the league in rushing i mean
0: I, sh- I shouldn't say there aren't other weapons to stop cooper cup but like
1: uh, i mean I, w- what Could has be as well and cup's been banged up he hasn't been into yeah. two Too. i mean apparently he's healthy but i don't think he's fully healthy um and
0: again this isn't one of those ones where like i have a problem with cj strab winning it but it, it should be closer
1: i like, agree so, yeah, Nakua is plus four fifty, and again Stroud's minus twelve hundred. Again, who knows how the
0: votes are actually going to go? It's like Vegas is a little different, where they're just like guessing, and people are probably going to be on the. You know what? You know what? The funny thing is It's probably fan bases too, because in because yeah. Texas versus L.A. right, like L.A. doesn't have fans, right? So, um, so it could be you know a little bit to do with that too, and then. The aforementioned Jalen Carter, pretty heavy favorite to be defensive rookie of the year, six sacks from the interior line. Again, he's done he's done some things that interior linemen aren't supposed to do. You know, possibly a bright future. I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: that's um, fair. Um, another one that I th- I would say is fair at this stage. We had some debate about it earlier on in the season, but at this point, Kevin Stefanski's pretty heavy favorite for coach of the year with what he's done with Joe Flacco pulling him up off the couch. Um, Shane Steichen's actually second at plus
1: 1100. I think Shane Steichen should get some more love. I think it should be a lot closer than that just because of, uh, I mean, this Colts team is the exact same for pretty much the exact same Colts team that they had last year and look where they were last year. In like a, and like, and lost their star rookie and in position and to draft the, you know, have the number four draft pick and then they lose their number four draft pick and they're vying for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah. And it, yeah, you're right. I mean, for the most part, it is the same team coming back. And then comeback player of the year. So, uh oh. It's like, it's not a, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it, good for, I have no problems with DeMar Hamlin whatsoever. Like, like, it's a great story. Um, and again, this is this is this, these
1: are Vegas odds, but but if if
0: Vegas knows what they're doing, so if they're if they're he's putting a,
1: and he's been a heavy favorite all year for this, like a heavy favorite, and now it's closer. And but we, he uh, is still the
0: favorite. We at looked minus it One forty. So seventeen defensive snaps, ninety four special, team special teams, and ninety four special teams snaps across five games. Um, yep. Only re, so he recorded stats in two games versus Joe Flacco. So Hamlin's at minus one forty. Flacco's at hundred. Joe Flacco's all he's done is. Keep the Browns alive in the playoff hunt. Like well, he was the fourth quarterback they started this season. Yeah, DTR. So yeah, PJ Walker. PJ Walker, Watson, and so he's the fourth quarterback that started for the Browns this season. And yeah, I mean he's been. Fan- I mean he's basically been the MVP for the last five weeks. So um, yeah, he's been phenomenal. He's been fantastic. So, uh, I don't know. Like my, my vote goes to flack on this. It's really no, uh, this is, it's not Hamlin's fault. It's not Hamlin's fault that like, it's become an annoying narrative. Um, it's probably annoying to him. He probably just wants to fucking play football. Yeah. He probably honestly. doesn't want to be like a, like this huge name and you know, I don't want to speak for him, you know, but just, he probably just wants to be part of the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, unless it's like helping his charity or something like that. But like, I'm sure he doesn't want all this recognition for being a, quite frankly, a, a backup to your defensive back, right? Right. Um, I don't know the whole. Th- so that kind of sucks too, and that's just again Vegas kind of understanding how things work, I guess, right? That's really the only thing I can yeah. chalk it up to. So um, anyway, um, NBA minute before we wrap up here. The Pistons finally won a game. They, they won a game off, off the so they so they tied the uh, tied the NBA all record, time for, record for yeah, futility.
1: And really, like they they really have the record for futility if you think about it because, because it's all in one season. Well, yeah. it's all the same team.
0: But in a way, that's almost worse to like keep losing when you when you had the chance to change the team, right? So like <laughs> they can go both ways. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's, I mean obviously there's, there's nuances the to both. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah they they beat the uh the raptors 129 to 127 on uh, saturday after no saturday night excuse me uh cade had a huge game 30 points 12 assists kind of what he's been doing throughout the bulk of the streak really and they've they've been losing with uh you know he's dropped 40 on multiple occasions and they haven't they haven't won but they got it this night jalen duran 18 and 17 so again two key pieces of the of the team go off and uh, they're able to etch out a win but the big reason they won is <laughs> they're playing a shorthanded Raptors team uh, um, the Raptors had just traded earlier that day Saturday afternoon Woj Bomb comes out um, OG Ananobi and Precious Achua I, I'm, I'm Achua sounds good yeah to it looks I'm, right I'm probably not pronouncing that right Uh so you know, one of the one of their key wings, uh very good defender, has been an all NBA defense team, gone, and uh in a rotational big. Uh, and obviously they don't get RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly back that same day. You know, they had to clear uh you know, physical and everything like that. So down a couple players. Um, they beat a shorthanded Raptors team. But hey, uh I'm sure that's a big, big relief off of a lot of people's shoulders in in Detroit. And you know the Lions got screwed that night, but at least the Pistons won. You, you, you guess you went one for one that night. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure most uh, Detroit hardcore Detroit fans would have traded. But and they got free Wingstop on Sunday because uh, there was uh, one of the best marketing campaigns to ever exist. Was Wingstop said free Wingstop for every Pistons win this year. So Wingstop was trending from like November till Saturday every time the Pistons lost because Pistons fans were just like, I want free Wingstop. Like, wow, Wingstop's CEO
0: is like he's a winner. like yeah no like the, well
1: not this week but he's a winner in general
0: because like he's no, yeah, he's, the, he's above his projections. The for ad the revenue that yeah. was created. Well, know, I was just gonna say like they haven't given away a lot of free food either. So yeah. You know what I mean? It's so a win-win. his his projections Pistons are lose,
1: it's a win win.
0: Yeah. So uh, CEO of Wingstop, his stock is up, I think. Yeah. But uh, uh,
1: yeah, the Knicks. Um, interesting trade. I uh, feel like the Raptors win this. Uh, yeah, this one seemed big to me.
0: I'm like like Barrett and quickly again. These aren't these aren't guys that I or that I I know uh, super familiar, but I I know those names. Maybe it's because New York's the bigger market. But you know, I I understood I that, RJ Barrett to be like a,
1: you know, a number two on a on a championship team potentially. Like, yeah, I think that's what the Knicks were hoping and and building him up to be. He's definitely not that at this point in his career. Probably a three, which is what OG is really. But OG provides much more defense. OG is six seven with a seven two wingspan, um, which is obviously very valuable in today's NBA with switching positions and guarding multiple positions. Um, OG's a little bit more efficient, uh, over his career as a scorer. RJ's a little bit better of a scorer. He so OG averages 12 for his career, but he's around like 16, 17 these last couple years. RJ's at 18.1 per game throughout his career. Um, but yeah, when you get into efficiency, OG 47 versus 42 percent field goal percentage, uh, 37 for OG from three, 34. So marginally better shooter. Um, OG versus versus RJ, uh, I think it's a cool opportunity for for Barrett. I mean, he's from Canada, grew up rooting for the Raptors, uh, now gets to play for for his home team in his home country, uh, and I, I mean, quickly is a young guard who is athletic. He is long, and I mean, he's just like he's who you want coming off the bench. He was third, I believe, in six man of the year voting last year. Uh, just a very talented player and a coveted player around the league. I'm surprised I'm kind of surprised he was in this deal. Um obviously the idea is OG signs with the Knicks long term. Uh, he has a contract that's coming up at the end of this year, and then he'll be a restricted free agent. So I get it for the Raptors dealing him. They don't think he's they're gonna get him back. They have Pascal Siakam. Scotty Barnes has really come on. Um and they get again a guard. Uh, I'm not sure if quickly started in the first game, but he, he could start for them. Uh, They, the Raptors just moved Dennis Schroeder to the bench. They're, they're looking for a a point guard for that rotation. Um, So I I saw a lot of win wins. I think it's more of a win for the Raptors, but I mean, time will tell, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize how far,
0: uh, how far the Knicks have fallen uh, looking at a a play in game. So I, I thought they were like, you know, a top five team in the East, but. Yeah, I mean,
1: East is kind of deep. I mean, Julius Randle's played really well. Um, I mean, they've been hurt. Mitchell Robinson is out for the year. They've been kind of rotating bigs. Isaiah Hartenstein's done well in that role. Um, But it's just like that. I mean, Josh Hart's good, but they have like rotational guys. They don't really have. I mean, Jalen Brunson's very good. Um, Becky Hammond caught some flack on uh nba countdown a couple of weeks ago uh when talking about the knicks that she said that they don't have a number one guy that like a go-getter guy and everyone uh i, I think it was perk is like well what about jalen brunson <laughs> and becky Hammond without missing a beat he's too small he's which is kind of a fair point because she goes you look around the league historically you look at small players A.I., Steve Nash. like They don't win championships. And then, obviously, Steph Curry is the exception in that, but Steph Curry is the exception in more than one way, right? He's the best shooter that's ever played the game.
0: Yeah, I th- I, I guess I thought uh, Barrett was a little bit more of a distributor, too, but obviously, no, two, two, 2.8. No, not really. Yeah, 2.5 a, a game, basically.
1: Um, kind of just like a volume score, really. Um,
0: and, and not really a defender, either. So.
1: And, and inconsistent. I think Knicks fans would be the first to tell you that. Like, he... He has flashes, and then he'll he'll just go completely quiet.
0: And sometimes he'll just completely suck. Which brings us to holidays in history, because we gotta uh, celebrate every day. We're through the holidays now. Now it's time to get back to celebrating those obscure holidays, those uh, days in history. So I say, uh, talking about sucking, because uh, January third is drinking straw day um it was, yeah <laughs> national today was a little light uh this who, week who would have known um but it's it's drinking straw day so you know break I've, out your crazy straws hopefully you're not in a state where you have because listen man like i'm all for saving the environment
1: but the uh the soggy cardboard straws i'm, I'm not down oh, with those suck so i brought i put this on the budget because um i've been told that drinking out of a straw is feminine have you heard that? I mean, I guess the
0: way you're like positioning your Yeah, no, I have. Um there was a who's the comedian? It Might have been Dana Carvey where he was like making fun of that. This is like years ago. It was an old act, but just making fun of like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to take <laughs> you can't look tough. You can't look tough drinking out of a straw." No,
1: you can't. Um yeah, you... I I don't like when I get a mixed drink at a bar or something, I don't use the straw, but that's that's how you can tell if I'm how I'm feeling. Like if I start sipping out of the straw, I'm feeling it's, confident right no it's probably oh, time opposite. to it's probably time to bring me home I'm, it's probably <laughs> bedtime it's probably bedtime for michael so,
0: saying, so you say so well like i was, I thought you were saying you're like you get a little more in touch with your feminine side because you're like fuck it and that's when you okay but you're saying t- you're saying that's the
1: time to take you home. it's probably just like yeah i'm somebody call michael an uber all right hey we're we're still learning
0: about each other people i've known this guy a while but hey um all right <laughs> january 3rd um man um this this would be nice to celebrate this it doesn't look like it's gonna happen <laughs> festival of sleep day um you know this this one dates back to ancient times when they thought that sleep was uh basically we needed sleep because um it was a circulation thing basically they thought you just had to lay down and then the blood would balance itself. Figure it so out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I love, I love how dumb science was back then because like, cause I, when I think of that, I think of like, wow, if the world is still here in a thousand years, they're going to be like, wow, those motherfuckers were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like, they thought that's what the heart did. What? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to save 1990. Uh, 1973, uh, jo- George Steinbrenner the boss bought the Yankees. I-, I didn't even realize in 1973 CBS owned the Yankees. Um, yeah, it seems kind of uh, problematic almost. I don't yeah,
1: I don't know how that works.
0: But um, I guess the, I mean, TV TV wasn't the monster that it used to be back That's then, true. so That's I true. I don't know. Um, but I just put that out cuz like wow, like think of all the shit that that started,
1: that, you know, with Imagine with- if ESPN owned the Lakers right now,
0: it, right? Although, well, no, I, and I meant, I meant the boss. I meant Steinbrenner. Like, like the Yankees Red Sox rivalry is not any. It, it is miles away from what it used to be. And the Yankees having guys that you hated made it great. Yeah, and Steinbrenner was the was the king of that. I mean, he was the boss, you know. But I mean, like all those motherfuckers. Like, and and I hated Jeter and Rivera, but I respected them. But then there were a bunch of guys. Bernie Williams, you know, respected him, but, yeah. I, but I hated the Yankees, right? But then there were guys that you just hated, period. Giambi, O'Neal. I hated Gary Andy Sheffield for um, some reason. Like, uh, yeah, I, no, fuck Sheffield. Exactly. I think it was his
1: batting stance.
0: Um, yeah, the, getting the bat started and everything <laughs> like that. It's like, stay still, motherfucker. So, I don't know. Um, so, you know, just an important day when Steinbrenner took over and um, his son is his son has almost single handedly destroyed the rivalry because the Yankees just aren't good anymore. Yeah,
1: neither are Red but, Sox uh, though. So uh,
0: yeah, okay, not single handedly because John Henry too. But um, <laughs> hand in hand. I don't know we were looking at it like like they they traded away Chris Sale, which we didn't even talk about. But you know, good riddance. You know, yeah. Um, but they traded away Chris Sale. He didn't have to and, chop up
1: his jersey this time to get traded. God, fucking Looney Tune.
0: He he was on that uh, worst. Uh, last week he was on that worst sports contracts ever. He was, what was he like four for one twenty eight or something like that? And he's like one and f- like I don't know. He, he, his, his record was atrocious with the Red Sox, um, and and barely pitched at all. um I think I'm mixing him up with somebody. Else. Yeah, Strasburg was the one that was one and four. Like after he said a yeah, big he, deal, but
1: he, he threw like thirty innings.
0: um But yeah, but Sale didn't do much either. Uh, 1967, uh, today in 1967, Jack Ruby died of cancer. Uh, I don't know. The whole, so if you don't know, Jack Ruby's the the strip club bar owner that shot Lee Harvey Oswald after he... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, after Lee, so that happened only a few weeks after, or maybe even a few days after uh, Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK. Um, and then Ruby died a few years later. Um, he had... You know, he, he was like low level mob ties and everything like that. So people kind of wondered if, I don't know, the JFK thing is just extremely fascinating and I could go down a rabbit hole for a long time on that, but we're not going to do it right now. Uh, all right. 1993, Frank Reich, that Frank Reich, uh, you know, he was a football player in 1993. He was uh, Jim Kelly's backup quarterback and he was in this game against the Oilers. He brought them back down from a 35, three deficit. And, uh, they they ended up winning 41 38 that game. Uh I believe a divisional round game. I don't think that was the conference championship. I think it was a divisional round. Um but yeah, one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history, obviously, especially given the uh you know, other than other than the Patriots Super Bowl comeback, I'd say. Um this one obviously was uh, a larger deficit, but Super Bowl a little bit higher leverage. Yeah. Uh all right. Uh 2004, the uh the Mars rover landed. So anytime there's space stuff I can throw in there, I'm gonna do it. And uh nineteen twenty-four, they uncovered King Tut's sarcophagus. I'm pretty sure there's some curse shit tied to that too. It it, it wasn't immediately available on history.com, but a hundred th- years ago. Um
1: holy shit, it was. Wow. Yeah. that uh, it's it's good. Nineteen twenty-four feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to get those early in the year to, like, mind blow people. Wow. A century ago. Yeah. And, uh, see? Just a century
0: ago, people were dumb enough to be going and digging out mummies. Like, don't do that Now we shit. got
1: movies telling us not to do that. So.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they had books probably telling you not to do that. But these, Yeah. But these explorers... Maybe they were illiterate. I mean, they were probably just too cool to be reading books. Like, I'm going to go find some shit. Um, and then... Uh, January 3rd 1990 this is one of my favorite military stories the uh so Manuel Noriega was uh he'd been dictator in Panama for the last 6-7 years kind of uh kind of a friend of the US government for a little while and then they said uh yeah you're 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 skimming a little bit too much off the top of the drug money uh I think that's basically what it comes down to and so they uh so they invaded and uh surrounded him in the Vatican embassy that's where he went to hide and it took, uh, I think it took ten days, but basically there was a whole playlist of songs that they just blasted to uh, to make him miserable, and then the um, and then it became a psyops mission, and then eventually uh, apparently they rickrolled him. Uh, they got him <laughs> with Rick, Rick Astley, um, and and that's apparently what made him come out. That's that's the legend. And there, there's a playlist out there, but apparently it's classified. We can't we can't know what the exact playlist was. Apparently Metallica, ac Things that they would play on U.S. Army radio in 1990. Uh, those are the kinds of songs that they were blasting into the Vatican embassy, which must have been very upsetting, probably for the Vatican as well. <laughs> but uh, that yeah. whole thing is hilarious to me because you can't, like, you can't, you can't go into any country's embassy. You know, it's it's an act of war. But right. like, like that would have been a PR nightmare. But it's kind of funny that we were like blasting the devil's music into the Vatican. <laughs> like, ah man um different time yeah good good america was on top man you know we were one year away from kicking saddam's ass and desert storm too and just good times you know uh all right uh january 4th it's national trivia day um this so anytime it's trivia i'm gonna give a shout out to alex trebek um and uh, and to Ken Jennings because he's doing a great job filling in for him. You know, like he d- he doesn't try to replace him. He always says that he could never replace him. So you know, so I lo- I love Ken for that. But Ken does a great job. And and Mayim Bialik finally said she's not uh, hosting anymore, which is good because she wasn't doing a very good job. I'm just it's just it's just the way it is. I mean, do
1: you watch Jeopardy? Or is like- no, not really. I I know um, I know Ken. Obviously, I know Alex, but um yeah if uh if you're a new listener Tori's a Tori's a big trivia guy so i have to throw uh, this one yeah in. we
0: go we go yeah wife and i go to trivia every every month uh here in bennington too i mean there's a few there's a few trivia spots i don't know you should come with us sometime there's sports questions come on you definitely know more sports trivia than i do um all right uh also january 4th is national spaghetti day um fun fact that's actually that's my you know, tradition food on uh, New Year's Eve, or did I mention that last? No, time? I was don't it? think you did. Spag- spaghetti and meatballs—that's what we always do. So, even though I wasn't with my sister this time, oh wait, uh, you, may- a- you might have. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We we always did spaghetti and meatballs, but my but my very considerate wife, even though I wasn't going to be with my sister, she uh, she still made spaghetti and meatballs, which we haven't had in literally years. <laughs> like we don't do pasta anymore. Yeah, so. how and, was it? Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, of course, I mean it's fucking pasta, and mm-hmm. then I and then I had leftovers the next day. <laughs> Uh um, new year's is four. yeah and uh january 4th was a very boring day in history and i'm sure you know i've offended you know some sort of enthusiast out there but it's just there just wasn't a lot there <laughs> and there wasn't a lot there on january 5th either um but it's uh it's national bird day
1: i aspire to be a bird watcher when i retire like in like costa Rica or something that'd be
0: that'd probably be a cool place to to yeah. watch the birds yeah mm-hmm. um I mean, we just uh, we just had Mark at the banner do a you know the bird count article, but but it was bad news. It was like the bird counts are way down. Uh-oh. Global warming's fucking everything up. I guess Damn it. maybe I won't be able to do that when I retire. I, I mean, I'm sure you can. Like, it'll maybe, just be more difficult. Uh, it'll be more. I'll, I'll yeah. be on
1: expert level.
0: I was gonna say it'll be more challenging, and you'll uh, and uh, it'll, be, it'll more be more rewarding when you find yeah. one. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, well, hey that's our show everybody we're are we well under the two hour mark oh yeah we're a good 14 plus minutes It's still not as good as we thought but yeah we just we can talk you know gift to gab all right well that's our show everybody uh thanks for being here thank you uh cat tv for giving us this equipment oh yeah we need to change our date with them when the uh, like when it airs on cat tv we'll we'll work on that um and, uh, yeah, thank you, Mr. Alex Groll, for this song, Noisy Neighbors. <laughs> the appropriately named Noisy Neighbors. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Mike, for being my partner on this. And uh, thank you all for listening. And it's only going to get better.
1: Thank you, guys.